The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth with physical abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. When we last saw Kent, he had recovered Professor Thorpe's $2 million gold treasure from Pete Escobar, a half-breed desperado, and at the same time as Superman had rescued young Jimmy Olsen, Daily Planet copy boy, from death in an earthquake-shattered cave. As our story continues today, Professor Thorpe's ship, the Juanita, is being made ready for a trip back to the United States. While waiting for food and water to be loaded aboard, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen are strolling along the sandy shore of Manawa Harbor, engaged in a serious conversation. Listen. Go on with your story, Jimmy. Uh, you won't believe it anyway. No, I can't believe it or disbelieve it until I hear it. What happened after Escobar left you locked in that dungeon in the cave? Well, I yelled myself forth and banged on the door until my hands hurt. It didn't do any good. Uh-huh. And the stone walls began to shake, and I thought sure I was a goner. And if those walls were shaking like they were made of paper. Well, the earthquake did that. And whatever it was, I was plenty scared. Then right in the middle of everything, I heard someone shouting for me. Well, I thought it was you, but the next minute the door came crashing in, and... And, and what, Jimmy? I... You won't believe me. I know it sounds crazy, but... Well, it was him, all right. Who, Jimmy? Superman. What? I swear it was, Mr. Kent. He was wearing his blue costume and his red cape, and he could see his muzzles buzzing out. See, he was swell. Well, what did he do, Jimmy? Well, he told me to run up the tunnel while he picked up all that gold and followed me. She was just out just in time. That whole cave went flat as a pancake. Oh, I'd say you were pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You know what he told me? No, what? Oh, this will sound silly, too, but Superman said someday I'll find out who he really is. You know, Mr. Kent, he doesn't always go around in that blue costume and red cape. Sometimes he dresses just like you and me. That's his disguise. Well, I guess that means the Juanita's all loaded, Jimmy. We'd better get back. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. That's swimming on top of the water. Huh? Oh, it looks like a small turtle. Gosh, Mr. Kent, can I catch it and take it back home with me? I'll bet none of the kids in my block ever saw a turtle. It's a live, won't it? <laughs> I guess so. Here, I'll bring it in closer with a stick. Okay. Wait a minute. All right, there. Grab it, Jimmy, before it gets away. I got it. Okay. Gosh, it's a funny-looking thing. <laughs> Pulls its head in the minute you touch it. Hey, the top shell. It's like stone. Yes, turtle shells are very hard. You see the markings on it? Mm. They form a design. Hey, this one's got a lot of scratches on a shell. 
Look. Oh, that's funny. Let me see that turtle, Jimmy. What's the matter? These scratches, they look like they were done with a knife or a sharp stone. Why would anyone want to carve up the shell of a turtle? I don't know. But look at this. Isn't it a perfect letter H? Yeah. Well, there's an E next to it. An L. This is a P. Yes. And what does that spell? H-E-L. It spells help. Exactly. Oh, gee, the one even blowing for us. Come on, let's hurry. Well, she'll have to wait now. This is getting interesting. Huh? There's some more scratches above the word help. See them? Mm-hmm. Hey, they make words. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Now, let's see. This might be a D. An E. A. Another D. That spells dead. Yeah. And then there's M. A. N. What does this look like? Uh, yeah, you're right. M-A-N-S. Man. What? Dead man's what? Oh, wait, wait, there's more. I-F-L. I-F-L? That doesn't spell anything. Oh, yes, it does. It's an abbreviation for island. What? Jimmy, we've stumbled on something. There's a message scratched in the back of this turtle, a message that reads, Dead Man's Island, help. Yeah, I don't understand it. Well, it's simple enough. Someone is on Dead Man's Island and needs help. But where is Dead Man's Island? Oh, I don't know, but it must be around here someplace. Turtles don't travel far. Either Juanita will leave without us, Mr. Kent. We'd better hurry. I'm not going back on the Juanita, Jimmy. No, I'll put you on board and say goodbye to Professor Thorpe and pay a visit to Dead Man's Island. There may be a swell story behind this plea for help. Someone is evidently in trouble. I want to stay with you, Mr. Kent. No, now, Jimmy, you go back to the Juanita. It may be dangerous. But I found the turtle. Oh, please take me along, please, Mr. Kent. No. Oh, all right. I suppose I'm making a mistake again, but... I don't keep you with me. The chances are you'll get into more trouble. Oh, gee, you're swell. Honest, you are. All right, come on. I'll have to tell Professor Thorpe that Editor White cabled us to stay here in Manau until further notice. You hide that turtle and let me do all the talking. Boy, this is going to be plenty exciting. I don't believe Professor Thorpe believed that story about the cable. Well, it doesn't matter much now. He's on his way to the United States, and we're on our way to Dead Man's Island. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you think this old tub of a boat will hold out until we get there? <laughs> I hope so. It's a long swim back to Manau. Twenty miles. Mm. Couldn't you get a better boat? No, not a chance. Tried to hire a fishing boat to take us over, but... And the minute I mentioned Dead Man's Island, they all turned me down at any price. The owners of the boat? Yep. Refused to go anywhere near Dead Man's Island. But why? What are they afraid of? Well, I finally got the story out of one old fisherman who spoke fairly good English. It seems there's a curse on Dead Man's Island. Any boat that goes within 500 yards of it smashes up on the rock. The water around the island is called the Sailor's Graveyard because so many men have lost their lives there. Gosh, Mr. Kent, aren't we taking an awful chance? Oh, I don't believe the story. Just native superstition. Certainly there can't be any curse on the island. That's nonsense. Yeah, but what about the rock? Well, I checked that on a geodetic chart. There is a reef of rocks extending from the north end of the island. But they can be avoided. All the rest of the water around the island is deep and clear. Yeah, I don't understand this. No, neither do I. But we'll find out soon enough. I was lucky to be able to buy this old tub for $50. What's that crawling around on the bottom of the boat? For the turtle. I brought him along for good luck. Ah, motor stuff. Well, that's what you call good luck. I'd rather not have any of it. Well, it wasn't the turtle's fault. Oh, of course not, Jimmy. I was just kidding. 
Now, let's see if we can get this motor started again. Jesus, suppose it won't start. Oh, it's got to start. Ah, oh, she's choked up. I'll have to wait a few minutes. Hey, Mr. Kent, is that the island over there? Dead Man's Island? Yeah, it looks like it. See the rocks sticking up out of the water at the far end? Yeah, I see them. Well, we'll give them a wide berth just to play safe. It doesn't seem like anyone lives on the island. Looks deserted. Well, maybe it is. Can't tell what's behind those trees in the center. You're not afraid, are you, Jimmy? Afraid? Me? Yeah. Why should I be afraid? Well, you shouldn't be, but you look a little pale. Me? Pale? Oh, I don't know why. Oh, forget it. Let's try the motor again. Here, you hold the gas bottle open, will you? All right. Yep. Yeah. I can tell you a turtle to keep his good luck to himself. Look, glad that motor started up again. Getting dark. Ah, we'll be on the island in 15 minutes. So what do you do if you find the island's deserted? Oh, we'll spend the night on the beach and go back to Manao in the morning. But I don't think it's deserted, Jimmy. You think there are people on it? I'm pretty sure of it. Someone scratched that message for help on the turtle's back. Someone who had no other contact with the outside world. Well, there's no sense guessing about it. We'll find out very shortly. Hey, Mr. Kent. I thought you said you were going to see a clear of those rocks. We had it right for them. What? Hey, Scott, you're right. Yeah. Oh. Hey, that's funny. You're still headed for the rock. I know, but the rudder won't respond. Something's wrong. What do we do? Quick, throw that switch, Jimmy. Shut the motor off. Right? That doesn't help. We're going just as fast, straight for the rock. must be caught in a riptide. Mr. Kent, what do we do? Take it easy, Jimmy, now. You can swim, can't you? A little. Oh, don't get excited. Just keep your head. We're close to shore. Nothing serious can happen. We're going fast, and we're going to hit the rock. Jump, Jimmy! Jimmy! Jimmy, where are you? Disappeared. Oh, there he is. Sinking under the water. Must have stuck his head or fainted. This is where Superman takes over. Uh, got him. Ah, uh, poor kid. Limp as a rag. He'll be all right once I get him to shore. Funny. Doesn't seem to be any tide here. Certainly not enough to drive that boat on the rocks. Something queer about that. Something I don't understand. Well, we'll see. Ah, shallow enough to walk here. Oh, Jimmy's coming too. Ah, I'll just stretch him out here on the beach. Ah. Rock. We're going on the rock. It's all right, Jimmy. The rock's a little bit down. All right, Jimmy. This is Clark Kent. Hmm? Wake up, boy. Oh, where am I? You're safe and sound on the beach. Yeah, but... We crashed on the rock. Yes, but you were thrown free. Oh. Now, just take it easy, Jimmy. What happened, Mr. Kent? Why did the boat go on the rock? I don't know, Jim. I was wrong about being caught in a riptide. There wasn't any tide at all. Hmm? And yet nothing could have stopped that boat. Maybe that's how all the other boats went on the rock. Maybe there is a curse on the island. Well, just as soon as you're strong enough to walk, we'll investigate. All right, now. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, I'm all right. See, I can stand up. Good boy. All right, we'll go through these woods and see what's in the center of this island. Stick close to me now. Don't worry, I will. That's the stuff. Here we go. All right. Seems to be a path through the woods. Yeah. That means someone's on this island. Huh, see those footprints in the earth? Yeah, I see them. Yeah, they're fresh, too. Keep a sharp watch, Jimmy. Hey, how are we going to get off the island without a boat? Oh, never mind that now. We'll manage somehow. Come on, follow me. Path's getting now. Okay. Wait a minute, Jimmy. Huh? I... Hear that? Yeah. What is it? I don't know. 
Get it together. Crouch down behind that bush, Jimmy. Don't move. What can it be? Well, we'll find out soon enough. Seems to be coming closer and closer. What deep, dark mystery hangs over Dead Man's Island? A mystery that drives boats on the jagged rocks and brings weird, unearthly sounds out of the gathering dust. How will Superman solve it? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Behold, my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. Ha <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Now Superman, strange visitor from another world who has come to earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice disguised as mild-mannered Clark Kent, star reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. As you remember, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen, Daily Planet copy boy, found a small turtle swimming in the shallow water of Manao Harbor. Scratched on its shell was a message reading, Dead Man's Island, Help. Kent discovered that Dead Man's Island was a small body of land 20 miles out in the Caribbean Sea. Unable to hire a boat, because the natives of Manao thought the island was cursed, Kent bought an old one for $50, and he and Jimmy set out to answer the strange request for help. But as they neared the island, their boat went out of control and was wrecked on the rocks. Kent, as Superman, rescued Jimmy. And we find them both now, crouched in the heavy underbrush on the island, waiting to see who or what is responsible for the weird, unearthly cries suddenly knifed out of the darkening woods. Listen. I don't hear it anymore, Mr. Kent. Not so loud, Jimmy. Voices carry in the woods. What do you think it was? Probably an animal of some kind. It didn't sound like an animal. It certainly wasn't a human voice. Jimmy, you're shivering. Are you frightened? No. I'm not frightened. I was just thinking that maybe those fishermen back in Manal were right. Maybe this island has got a curse on it. I've heard about places like that, Mr. Kent. 
topics I have. Oh, that's nonsense, Jimmy. You mustn't believe things like that. I know, but... Well, what do they call a dead man's island for nothing? Oh, that's just a name. Wait. I think I hear someone coming. There it is again. Quiet, Jimmy. Coming closer. Don't move a muscle. Look, Mr. Kennedy. Hey, quiet. It was a woman with an eagle sitting on her shoulder. That's not an eagle. It's a falcon, a trained hawk. Be quiet. You see, she's going down the path to the beach. What's she going to do? Well, heaven only knows. Just keep your eyes on her. There, look. She stopped at the water's edge. Now look. The hawk flew off her shoulder. Didn't you see? It's circling over the water. And here those rocks. Something queer about all this, Jimmy. Something mighty queer. The hawk's flying down. Now he's on her shoulder again. She's coming back up the path. You're right. Back toward us again. I think we'd better introduce ourselves to her, Jimmy. Maybe she can explain a few things about Dead Man's Island. Here she comes. Let me do the talking. Good evening. Oh, Bozo, quiet. Why are you fool? Your falcon seems upset. Yeah, I don't like his looks either. He does not like strangers. Quiet, Bozo. Uh, you come from the small boat that went on the rock? Yes, we had a narrow escape. Nothing left of that boat now but splinters. You must be tired and wet, you on the boy. Come with me. I will give you dry clothes. Come. This is very kind of you. Do you live on this island alone? No. My brother is here. He is not well. But come. Soon it will be dark. Tell me, uh, are you and your brother the only people on the island? Yes. Must be lonely for you. Oh, by the way, I'm Clark Kent. My little friend here is Jimmy Olsen. How do you do? Oh, my name is Ilana. You came from me now? Yes. I found a turtle. Jimmy wanted to do some turtle fishing, so we hired a boat. We sighted the island and thought we'd land and look around. And before we realized what was happening to us, we were on the rocks. They are very dangerous, those rocks. Many boats have struck them. Strange, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Gee, that your house up ahead? Big stone castle? Yes. Ah, it certainly is well hidden from the beach. The trees grow high here on the island. Uh, excuse me, but could I ask a question? Why not? Oh, your hawk. What was he looking for when he flew out over the water? You ask strange questions for a little boy. He was looking for nothing. That is how I give him exercise. Hawks don't usually fly over water, unless they're fish hawks. Maybe this one does, Jimmy. You will be careful of the steps. Some of them are cracked. Oh. I must say, it's very kind of you to take care of us this way. It is nothing. Now, here. Come in. Thank you. This is a castle. Just like you see in moving pictures. Boy, this looks even bigger from the inside than it does from on the outside. I am sorry we have no servants. I will show you to our room upstairs. This way, please. You, uh, you say you and your brother live in this huge place all alone? Yes. Do you think perhaps we are mad? Well, no, but it's an enormous house and it, it's rather unusual for only two people to be occupying it. Perhaps you are right. Uh, this is your room. Oh. I will prepare some food and bring you dry clothes. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Mr. Kent, 
There's something funny about this place. Get inside and close the door. What do you think it is? I don't know, Jimmy. But whatever it is, we're right in the middle of it. You're liable to be sorry you ever found that turtle with a plea for help scratched on his back. Yeah, I guess so. Gee, Mr. Kent, do you think maybe they are crazy? That woman and her brother? No. No, there's more to it than that. What puzzles me is this enormous stone house set down in the middle of a deserted island. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. And the trained hawk. She got mad when I asked her what the hawk was looking for. Yes, she did. Well, there's only one thing we can do right now. Sit tight and await development. Well, we may as well be as comfortable as we can while... Wait. Someone's coming. I'll open it. Oh, hello. You're up in the right clothes. I will bring the food when it is ready. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, huh. did you hear what she said, Jimmy? What? She's going to bring the food up to us. That means she doesn't want us to leave the room. Why not? I don't know. There's evidently something in this place we're not supposed to see. Here, get into these clothes. I'm all glad, except for my shoes. Yeah, so am I. Now we won't bother changing. Now look, Jimmy. Yeah? You stay here while I have a quick look around. In case she returns while I'm gone, tell her... Well, tell her I'm dressing in the closet. But I don't want to stay here alone. Oh, why, Jimmy? Nothing can happen to you. I know, but I don't like it. But... Oh, all right. Come on, we'll go together. But stick close to me. Don't you let her see you snooping around. I won't. Come on. And quietly, Jimmy. Okay, Mr. Kent. Now that's the stuff. Easy. Mm-hmm. Make a sound. Okay. Where do we look first? Well, as we were coming down this hall, I noticed two doors. We can see where they lead. What was that? The hawk. Oh, she stopped screaming. Quiet, Jimmy. Listen. You hear anything? No. I don't hear anything. A low, faint hum. Don't you hear it? Yeah. I hear it now. What is it? Sounds like a dynamo hum. Or an electric motor of some kind. A big one. Wait. I hear voices, too. Huh? Yes, you're right. From behind that first door. Come on. Let's listen. It's a man and a woman. Listen. Maybe we'll be able to hear what they're saying. Nonsense, nonsense. You're out of your mind, Boris. They are Americans. A boy and a young man. I tell you, we have nothing to fear. You heard what I said. Get rid of them. Mr. Kent. Quiet, Boris. Some things I will not do. You will do as I say. No, I will not. Well, let you ask. You want them to get back to them now and tell all they've seen. You want that? But they have seen nothing. Tomorrow I will take them back in the motorway. We will never see them again. They are not to leave the island, Alana. It is my order. Very well, sir. Quick, Jimmy. She's coming out. Back to our room. Did you hear what he said about getting rid of us? What do we do? Wait, Jimmy. Wait a minute. Got to figure this thing out. Shouldn't we get out of here in a hurry? Oh, where can we go? We can't get off the island without a boat. She said something about a motorboat. Yes, yes, I know, but it's probably well hidden. Who's there? It is I, Ilana. May I come in? Mm, certainly. Close the door. Quickly. You must trust me and do as I say. You are in great danger. Danger? From what? Oh, do not question me. You must leave this house at once. I don't quite understand. Have we done anything wrong? No, no. It is not something you have done. Oh, I cannot explain, but you must believe me. Now listen carefully to what I have to tell you. 
You will return to the beach the way you came, along the path. You remember? Yes, but... Then you will walk up the beach beyond the rocks where you will find a motorboat. It is hidden in a cove under the bushes. Take it and leave the island at once. But it's dark. We'll never find our way back to Manau. You will see the lighthouse in the distance. Anything is better than remaining here. I give you my word. Please go. At once. Well, why do you wait? Well, can't you tell me why we're in danger? I can tell you nothing more. But if you value your life and the life of this boy, you must believe me and go. At once. Well, Jimmy, looks like we have no choice in the matter. Yeah. Well, the sooner we get out of here, the better I'll like it. I will lead you to the path. But I beg of you, be quiet. Come. And quickly. Now, right down this corridor. What's that? Uh, Bolcho, my falcon. He often screams that night. At the moon. Didn't sound like a bird to me. Me neither. Yes, yes, it, it was Bolcho. You're lying, Yelana. That's a human voice. Crying for help. Come on, Jimmy. Come on. A muffled cry echoing up through the stone corridors of the huge house on Dead Man's Island deepens the mystery. Whose is the voice shouting the urgent plea for help? And who are the strange sister and brother living alone on the deserted island? Their only companion, a trained hawk. Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. And now Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who wages a never-ending battle against crime and oppression, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. When we last saw Kent, he and young Jimmy Olsen, copy boy on the paper, were in a bedroom of a huge stone house on Dead Man's Island, where they had gone in response to an urgent plea for help, a plea that was scratched on the shell of a turtle. With them in the room is a mysterious dark-haired woman who calls herself Ilana and claims she lives on the island with an invalid brother. Her almost constant companion is a trained hawk named Balto. As our story continues today, the woman Ilana is pleading with Kent and Jimmy to leave the island at once, that they are in grave danger. Suddenly, a muffled cry for help echoes through the stone corridors. Ilana turns white. Listen. That cry, it came from a human throat. It was a man shouting for help. No, no, it is my hawk, Balto. You're lying, Ilana. Where is the man who cried out? Feed it to him. I tell you it was Volto. Believe me. No, I can't believe you. That was a man's voice. Now, are you going to take us to him, or do we have to rip this place apart to find him? You must listen to me. You're in the shadow of death. Any moment now. You told us that once before, and it doesn't frighten us. Somewhere in this house, someone is being held prisoner against his will. Oh, don't be a fool. There is nothing you can do. Nothing. We'll see whether we can or not. Come on, Jimmy. Please. I'm trying to help you. Come back. Come back. Stay close to me, Jimmy. Okay. 
Down these stairs. That car came from the cellar. Do you think it's the man who sent the message on the turtle's back? Wouldn't be a bit surprised. Now, right here, this way. The cellar door is probably in the rear of the house. Right. Oh, this looks like the door. Yes, it is. Gee, it's, it's dark down there. Wait, I'll light a match. There. You go down first, Jimmy. Now, watch those stairs. They're steep. All right. You see that hum, Mr. Kent? Like the one we heard upstairs. Yes, only it's louder. A dynamo or electric motor must be down in the cellar. We'll find it. Well, we're near the bottom of the steps now. Be careful. Here, wait. Why don't I light another match? This is going out. All right. Hey. What does it look like? There's nothing down here but that big machine over in the corner. Yeah, that's the dynamo. What's a dynamo? It's a machine that manufactures electric current. This house has no electric light. They use oil lamps. That's what puzzles me. What are they using the current for? Gee, I don't know. Is it, is it the hawk again? No. It's the gurgling of water. Can you hear it? I hear something. Here. Come over to this wall. Now listen. Yeah, I hear it now. It's like a book. That's right. Let's see how solid this stone wall is. Well, all right there. And there. Huh. That doesn't sound like the others. And it isn't. The wall's thin here. Oh, darn it, there goes the match. Here, light another, Jimmy. Got a hunch there's something behind this wall. Here. Now hold it up high. All right. That's right. Uh-huh, just as I thought. What is it, Mr. Kent? There's a stone door set in this wall. See the cracks? I see them. Oh, if we can only find out how the door opens, it may lead to something. Oh, the match went out. I'll light another. No, no, don't light any more now. Stand back a little, Jimmy. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, get the door open if I can. Must be something you press. Uh, let's see. Uh... What happened? I don't know. I touched one of the stones and the whole door fell apart. All right, you can light a match now. What? Wow, look at that pile of stones. I bet even Superman couldn't have busted that door apart any better. What's behind it? It looks like a tunnel. Yes, it is a tunnel. With a brook running through it. Come on, let's explore it. What? Oh. What happened, Jimmy? Something touched my foot. It's not like a hand. Here, give me the matches. Yep. <laughs> you know what touched your foot, Jimmy? What? A turtle. The tunnel's full of them. Oh, look. See them crawling in the water? Gosh, they're just like the one I picked up at the beach at Manal. The one that had Dead Man's Island and the word help scratched on its back. Jimmy, you're a born detective. Well, suppose we follow this tunnel and see where it leads. Here. Hold my hand. Right. I can feel my way and save matches. I haven't many left. Gee, there's a dog down here. Yeah. Well, what do you suppose this tunnel under the house is used for, Mr. Kent? Well, you know as much about it as I do, Jimmy. Whoever built this huge house in the middle of a deserted island was crazy. Putting a tunnel in it just makes it crazier. Mm. Wait, don't move. What is it? Oh, I heard something. You're right. Someone's gone. Yes. Maybe it's the man who's crying for help. But I can be. Up ahead. Come on. Boy, this is exciting. Wait a minute, Jimmy. Huh? Did you find something? Yes, I think there's a wooden door on the side of the tunnel. Here, let me have the matches. I gave them back to you. Oh. Yeah, I've got them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a door, all right. Well, but there's a big padlock on it. Uh-huh. The padlock looks rusty. Maybe I can snap it. I'll hold the match. No, I don't need any light. There. Now, let's see. Mm, sounds loose. Yep, it is. Here it goes. Huh. Came apart in my hand. All right, let's open the door now. It's a regular roll, Mr. King. There's an oil lamp hanging from the ceiling. Look, Jimmy. There, chained to the wall. A man. 
Quick, Jimmy. Yes. Take that tin can and fill it with water for the brook. Hurry. Okay. While Jimmy's gone, I can break these chains. Another second, I'll have him free. There. There. That does it. Here's the water, Mr. Kent. Oh, good. Saw it in his face. All right. Uh, That's it. Uh, yeah, he's coming through. But he's the man we heard crying for help. Oh, oh, oh I'd rather die. Nothing but skin and bones, poor fellow. Heaven only knows how long he's been down in this damp hole. Pour some of that water on his lips, Jimmy. All right. That's right. Oh, oh, who are you? We're friends. Come to help you. Friends? No, no, I can't be. Oh, just take it easy. You'll be all right. It's been so long. Months and months. Who changed you to the wall? Fiend. That madman. Wallace? Yes, but how do you know him? Who are you? My name is Clark Kent. I'm a newspaper reporter. This is Jimmy Olsen. We were at Manal Harbor about to sail for the United States when we found a turtle with the words Dead Man's Island, help, scratched on its back. And it worked. It worked, thank heaven. Did you scratch the message on the turtle's back? Yes, but I, I never expected anyone to come. How do you happen to be on Dead Man's Island? What are you doing here? I'll tell you. My name is Carl Edwards. I was an electrician on the private yacht Miramar. We were passing this island one night many months ago under a clear sky and with a calm sea. McGraw, the first mate, was at the wheel. I was standing chatting with him just past the final. Well, we'll be sighting Manaro Lake within the hour, Edward. We've made good time, haven't we, sir? Average 14 knots since we left Havana. And say, I expected the Caribbean to treat us so gentle. She'll kick up when she wants to. You ever saved her? No, sir, this is my first trip. Well, you're lucky. Well, I guess I'll turn in. Good night, sir. Good night, Edward. Hey, wait a minute. Come back here. Take a look at that compass. Going crazy. Well, that's funny. The needle's spinning around. That runner won't respond. She's slipping over to starboard. What can it be, Edward? Why, I don't know, sir. This isn't any joke. Look at the chart. There's a reef of rocks off the starboard. We'll pile up on it. Call the engine room. Hit me full speed astern. Hurry. Engine room. Full speed astern. Mr. McGraw's orders. Help. We're still going forward. Like we're being pulled. The rock. Still the hour up ahead, Edward. The alarm bell. Ring it. Ring it. All hands on deck. Man the boat. We're going to crash. We're going to crash. We didn't have a chance to launch the small boats. The Miramar hit the rocks and broke into two instantly. I was the only man who reached shore alive. All the others were either drowned or killed when the yacht went on the rocks. How many were on board? Sixteen in crew and nine in the owner's party. And they all perished? All but myself. And I was unconscious and a wave washed me up on the beach. Someone must have found me and carried me to the house. When I came to, that murderer, Boris, was looking through the papers I had in my pockets, discovering I was an electrician. That saved my life, I suppose. But it condemned me to a living death. What do you mean? You don't know about the rocks? Well, only that our boat smashed up on them the same as your yacht. Luckily, Jimmy and I managed to survive. Why, what is there to know about them? Plenty. Hidden in those rocks are powerful electromagnets operated by a huge dynamo. What? Any boat with metal on it that sails within a thousand yards of the rocks is drawn to destruction. Nothing can save it. That sounds mad. Is Boris insane? I don't know. He must be. No sane man would want to wreck boats and kill people without reason. Well, maybe he has a reason. Maybe he's hiding something on the island. Maybe he thinks every ship that comes near it is looking for what he's hiding. 
I tried to find out, but I couldn't. He kept me chained up here after I made an attempt to escape on a motorboat that he keeps hidden on the shore. Why did he want to keep you here at all? He could have gotten rid of you. No, he needed me to repair his dynamo. After he chained me up here, he used to release me once a day and take me into the cellar to oil and inspect the dynamo. That's when I picked up the turtles. I carved a message on ten of them and set them loose in the brook that runs through the tunnel, hoping against hope that maybe one would swim out to sea and be found. Well, your message was answered. Now I suppose the first thing to do is stop that deadly dynamo so no more ships will be wrecked. You and Jimmy stay here while I go back and put it out of commission. I won't be long. You went through an awful lot, haven't you, Mr. Edwards? Yes, Jimmy. Once I get off this island, I can forget it. Well, if anybody can get us off, Clark Kent will. He's a swell guy. Yes, I can see that. And you're a brave boy to take chances like this, wouldn't you? Oh, this is nothing. Well, once up at my aunt's place in Maine, a gang of rush. Someone's coming. Oh, it's Mr. Kent. Boy, I bet he fixed that dynamo so I won't ever run again. Jimmy, I don't think it's Kent. Huh? I know those footsteps. I've heard them coming down that tunnel every day now for months. Where is it? Boris. Is Carl Edwards right? Has the madman Boris slipped by Kent? And is he planning to wreak his vengeance on whomever he finds in the tunnel room? What strange new twist will the mystery of Dead Man's Island take? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up at the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Now Superman, strange visitor from another world, who has come to work with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men and wages a never-ending battle against crime and oppression, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. When Kent and young Jimmy Olsen were about to sail from Manau Harbor in the Caribbean Sea, they found a turtle with a cryptic message, Dead Man's Island, help, scratched on its top shell. Immediately they bought an old boat and hurried to the island 20 miles from Manau. There they found mystery in a huge stone house occupied by Ilana and Boris, a strange brother and sister whose only companion was a vicious trained hawk called Balto. Muffled cries for help led Kent and Jimmy to a tunnel under the house, where in a padlocked room lay a man who had scratched the plea for help on the turtle shell was chained to a wall. Our story continues today. Jimmy and the imprisoned man, Carl Edwards, alone in the tunnel room, hear heavy footsteps and are suddenly confronted by Boris, wild-eyed and dangerous. All this while Kent has gone back up the tunnel to the cellar of the house, where a huge dynamo runs on and on with a deep hum. Listen. Shouldn't be much of a job to put this thing out of commission for good. Now, let's see. Ah, there's the main switch. That stops it. Now, to fix it so it'll never start again. Ah, wait. Someone's coming down the cellar steps with a lantern. It's Ilana. Mr. Kent, Mr. Kent. He's looking for me. 
Maybe it might be a good idea to talk to her as Clark Kent. Mr. Kent, where are you? Here I am. Oh, Mr. Kent, I've been so worried. Worried about what? My brother. He's enraged. You and that little boy must go at once. Oh, what about Carl Edwards? Don't you want him to go too? Oh, you know. Yes, I know that and more. I know that this dynamo provides the electric current for giant magnets hidden in that reef of rocks. Magnets that draw ships to their doom. I know that Carl Edwards was the only survivor of a yacht that went on the rocks because of your brother's mad device. I know, too, that the only reason your brother kept Edwards alive was to care for this dynamo. Now I'm going to wreck it for good. Oh, don't, don't, I beg of you. It will only sign your death warrant and that of the boy. My brother has lost his mind. He is a maniac. Are you sure that's all it is? Are you sure he isn't hiding something on this island? That in his twisted brain he thinks any boat coming near the island is after what he is hiding? Now don't lie to me again, Ilana. Oh, what is the use of lying? For me, life is over. What do you mean? It was over the day I set foot on this island. Oh, I will tell you everything, but first get the boy and let me take you to the beach. Oh, no. You tell me first. Who built this stone house on the island? Why are you and your brother living in it alone? And what's behind the insane scheme of using magnets to wreck ships and kill innocent people? Oh, I promise I will tell you, but first... First must... you'll tell me. Then hmm. I'll decide whether or not I care to leave. Now, go ahead. Who built this house? The house was built many years ago by a very rich man who became ill of a strange, disfiguring disease that made him hideous to behold. Go on. Ashamed to face the world, he bought this island, built the house and moved into it with his large family. Boris, my brother, was his caretaker. Is this the truth, Elena? I swear it. All right, go on. The man died a year later, and at once his family left the island. The next I knew, I received a cable from my brother to come at once that he had discovered untold riches and needed my help. What were the riches? I will come to that. When I arrived, I found my brother possessed of a demon. He was mad with lust for what he had found, and as you said, he imagined others were trying to steal it from him. That's why he placed the magnets in the rock. Yes, so that no other boat could approach the island. But what was it he found? What could have been so precious that he murdered people to keep it secret? Oh, you will not believe me when I tell you, but as I stand here, it is the truth. In the water surrounding the island, there are... Oh! That's Jimmy. He's in trouble. I've got to help him. Oh, it is no use. It is too late. We'll see about that. I tell you, it is too late. Might be too late for Clark Kent. But not for Superman. I'm coming, Jimmy. Jimmy, where are you? Oh, he's got the rooms empty. They're both gone. Jimmy and Edwards vanished into thin air. Where can that fiend have taken them? Jimmy! Jimmy! Jimmy, where are you? Where are you, Jimmy? While Superman searches frantically through the damp darkness of the winding tunnel, Jimmy and Carl Edwards are prisoners in a dungeon-like room high on the tower of the huge stone house. Talking in hushed, fearful whispers as they await the return of the madman... Boris. Listen. Well, it was a good try, Jimmy. I appreciate everything you and Kent did for me. Too bad it had to end this way. Well, it hasn't ended yet, Mr. Edwards. Not if I know Clark Kent. He'll find us. I wish I felt that way. I'm afraid not. There's no possible escape from this room. Look at these walls. They're a foot thick. Even if we could get the iron bars loose on that little window, it's a good hundred foot drop to the ground. Now it's hopeless, Jimmy. Why doesn't he just kill us, then, instead of locking us up in this room? I don't know, but you can bet your bottom dollar he's got some diabolical scheme hatching in his twisted brain. A man has lost his mind. He certainly looks it. I got scared to see in his face when he came into that tunnel room after us. His bushy hair and his eyes, like little black shoe buttons. He gave me the creeps. If I had had more strength, I could have fought back, Jimmy. Even given up my life to give you time to get away. I didn't want to run away. Honest, I didn't. Because I said, looking at him, gave me the creeps doesn't mean I was afraid. No, no, I'm sure you weren't. Didn't I kick and yell when he grabbed me and shoved me into that elevator? 
Patsy, did you know there was an elevator from the top floor to the tunnel down under the house? No, I didn't. If there hadn't been, he never would have gotten us up here. Oh, but what's the difference? It was all my fault to begin with. I shouldn't have allowed Kent to go back and stop the dynamo. If he'd been with us, there might have been a different story to tell. He looks like he can handle himself. I don't know. Pop's not much of a fighter. He's smart, all right. He can get you out of trouble, but I don't think he'd have been able to tackle Boris. Of course, if we had Superman, we could get out of this place in a second. Superman? Yes, sir. Who's he? Haven't you heard of Superman? He's the strongest man in the world. He could take those bars in front of the window and twist them into pretzels. Yeah, and even if those walls are a foot thick, he could bust right through them, Superman could. Well, when Pete has to bar lock me in that cave from the now, Superman just... Oh. Well, what's the matter, Jimmy? For God, I'm not supposed to tell anyone about that. I didn't really tell you, did I? All I said was that Pete has to bar lock me in a cave. I didn't tell you how I get out, did I? No. How did he get out? Well, I can't tell you that, Mr. Edwards. I, I wish I could, but... I can't, honest. Well, that's all right with me, Jimmy. Now, how about lying down and getting a little rest? You've been on the go almost all night. I'm not tired. Anyway, I couldn't fall asleep. Why don't we try and see if we can loosen those bars in the window? It'll be daylight soon, and we'll be able to see how far it is to the ground. Maybe we can climb down. Uh, I tested them, Jimmy. They're set in concrete. Mm. Only a chisel could pry them loose. Wait. Someone's coming. Boris. I'm not sure. Listen, Jimmy. Yeah? If it is Boris, I'm going to spring at him the moment he opens the door. You slip out quickly, run downstairs, and find Mr. Kent. You both know where the motorboat is. Take it and escape. Get ready now. I have come to help you, but every moment is precious. Here is a thought to cut one of the iron bars so you can crawl through the window. And a length of rope, enough to reach the ground. Where's Mr. Kent? Oh, I don't know. Hurry. If my brother comes, all will be lost. I'll cut the bar. But i got to know where Mr. Kent is. I won't leave without him. Oh, here, somewhere in the tunnel searching for you. I will find him and bring him to the beach. But first, you two must get to the motorboat. I'll have this bar cut through in a second. You sure you'll find Mr. Kent and bring him to the beach? Oh, yes, yes. There. That does it. How are you going to get the bar out? I think I can pry the two ends loose from the concrete now. Let's see. Oh, you got one. The other one should be just as easy. But quickly now. Hang the rope out. You are fortunate the dawn is coming up so you can see. We'll tie one end of the rope to the other iron bars and let the rest down slowly. Is it a long reach to the ground? I think so. Nothing happened to Mr. Kent, did it? Uh, I told you he was in the tunnel. But I don't like the idea of leaving him here. He wouldn't leave me. Oh, it will not be for long. Does the rope reach? Yes, with a foot to spare. Good. Now listen closely to what I tell you. The motorboat is hidden in a cove beyond the rocks. Get to it as fast as you can. Take it to the other side of the island and anchor there until I am able to find your friend. You understand? Yes, but what about the rocks? The moment the boat leaves its mooring in the cove, those magnets will begin to work. Oh, no. The dynamo has been shut off. There will be no danger. Now, hurry. All right. I'll go down first, Jimmy. Don't you start until I reach the ground. The rope isn't very strong. Okay. And a tight squeeze of these bars. Make it. Uh, be very quiet. We'll be quiet. And thanks a lot. I never could have gotten out without your help. Oh, you're wasting time. All right. Here I go. Halfway down already. Doesn't look too hard. There, he's on the ground. I can start now. Please be careful. Hold tightly on the rope. Don't worry, I won't fall. Uh, let me help you. Uh, I can get through the window. Uh, hey, I'm through. Are you sure Mr. Kent will meet us on the beach? Yes, I am sure. Okay, then. Goodbye, and thanks. Goodbye, and God be with you. I did not want to lie to the boy, but there was no other way. At least two of them will be safe. 
And get for the other one. Oh, you, Ilana. Oh. What have you done? Where are they? They are gone, Boris. You disobeyed my orders. I told you they were never to leave this island. They will make you suffer for this. No more than I have suffered since first I entered this house. Where have they gone? Where? Beyond your reach, Boris. Tell me where I crush every bone in your body. Stop! You're hurting me. Where have they gone? I want... To the motorboat. You will never catch them. They are escaping in the motorboat, eh? (laughs) Your mad laughter does not fool me, Boris. I know what you are thinking, that the boat will go on the rocks. But it will not. The dynamo has been turned off. (laughs) No, Ilana. I turned it on again. As Ilana innocently led Jimmy and Carl Edwards into a trap that will lead to their destruction, the dynamo is on and the powerful electromagnet hidden in the rocks will soon reach out for the motorboat like grasping fingers. Meanwhile, as Superman still searching the dark tunnel, unaware of what has happened, tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now... Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth with physical powers undreamed of by mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and oppression, disguised as Clark Kent, newspaper reporter. 
As you remember, young Jimmy Olsen and Carl Edwards, sole survivor of a shipwreck, escaped from a dungeon-like room in the tower of the huge stone house on Dead Man's Island, aided by Ilana, sister of the madman, Boris. Believing that the dynamo feeding current to the powerful electromagnets hidden in a reef near the island has been turned off, Ilana told Jimmy and Edwards to take a motorboat moored in a cove and leave the island. But Boris has turned the dynamo on again, and the moment the boat leaves shore, it will be drawn to the rocks and wrecked. In the meantime, unaware of the danger Jimmy and Edwards are in, Kent, as Superman, is searching a dark, winding tunnel under the house, trying to find them. As our story continues today, Jimmy and Edwards are hurrying up the beach, looking for the motorboat. Listen. Lana said the motorboat was in a cove, hidden under some overhanging trees. That looks like a cove up ahead. Beyond the rocks. Gee, I can't understand what happened to Mr. Kent. I'd like him to wander off without saying anything. Don't worry, Jimmy. Nothing's happened to him. Lana said she'd find him and bring him to the beach. No. Running in, running in the sand isn't easy. I wonder. Yeah. I was almost there. But that's the cove she meant. Yes, I'm sure it is. See those overhanging trees? Yes. And look. I think I see the bow of a boat. I don't see anything that looks like a... Oh, oh, sure. Right in front of it. Yeah. Oh. And here we are. Oh. Now, let's get these branches out of the way. All right. It's a motorboat, all right. Hey, it looks like a fast one, too. Yeah. Let's see if we can swing it out away from the branches. All right, yes. All right. Get it. Uh, uh, that's fine. Now, hop aboard. We'll get the motor started first, then cast off. Okay. Danny, you know how to run this? Well, I can figure it out. Let's see. This is the ignition key, uh -huh. and uh, here's the starter. Get your fingers crossed. Right. Uh, probably needs choking. Yes. Right here. Right. Yeah. Listen to a purr, like a kitten. All right, Jimmy, cast that line off. Well, Mr. Edward, do you think Alana was right about the dynamo being shut off? You mean, you think she lied to us? Just wondering. Why, what would be the sense of helping us to escape from that room in the tower and then lying to us about the dynamo? Yeah, I, uh, I guess you're right. Okay. Cast her off. Uh, the sky is light now. We don't want Boris to see us stealing his boat. Go ahead. Wait. There we go. Oh. Oh, Elana said to anchor offshore on the other side of the island and to wait until she found Kent, didn't she? Yes, sir. And I'll just nose her out of this coal and then swing her hard over. The water's plenty deep around the island. This boat doesn't need more than two feet. Well, the cold now, but it's going the wrong way. Toward the left. Oh, the wheel's over to starboard, to the right. But she won't respond. Jimmy! We're heading for the left. She did lie to us, Jimmy. The magnets are working. Can you swim? A little. Here, take my hand. All right. Quickly, I'll jump. Yes. That's yes. yes. tough. Keep your head up, Jimmy. Keep your head up. All right. We're all right now. Not far from shore. Let's take it easy. Some water. Now it won't hurt you. Uh, here. Put your hands on my shoulders and hold on. I'll throw you in. Okay? Yes. Come on, right. Now don't let go. Water's deep here. I can see the bottom. That's because it's so clear. Uh, Wait a minute. My foot just touched. Huh? Jimmy, we're going to sand bottom. Rest for a while. Uh, uh, 
Are you standing? Yeah. Just about up to my armpits. Ah, lucky we struck the bar. I was beginning to get winded. Two months on Dead Man's Island has taken all the starch out of me. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. We had a pretty narrow escape, didn't we? Hey, look at that motorboat. All smashed up in the rocks. I could swaddle that Ilana woman with my bare hands for what she tried to do, uh, do to us. Helping us to escape from the house and sending us to certain death. was a rotten, murderous trick. Well, we got off the island. There wasn't any boat. I don't know, but let's not worry about that now. We'd better swim the rest of the way to shore. The tide's coming in. He won't be able to stand on his bar much longer. All set? Uh-huh. Wait. What's down there in the water? That's the gray thing. Where, Jimmy? Right down there. There were three of them. Good heavens, what are they? Oh, no. Look, they're moving. Coming closer to us. Jimmy, I think I know what they are. I've heard about them from sailors. They're giant clams. Giant clams? Yes, and I've been told they're dangerous. We'd better get off this bar and in a hurry. Come on. Look at the size of them. They're bigger than I am. And they can move fast, Jimmy. Come on, quickly. Okay. Oh, what's the matter? Oh, Lord. Well, has got me, Jimmy. Helpless with his leg caught between the powerful shells of a giant tropical clam, Carl Edwards fights a valiant but losing battle. But as Jimmy's frantic cries carry over the island, a powerful figure in blue costume and red cape emerges from the camouflaged opening to the tunnel beneath the huge stone house and plunges into the veritable forest of trees around it. I've searched every foot of that winding tunnel. Neither Jimmy nor Edwards are there. They must be someplace in the house. If I have to rip every stone with my bare hands up. Somebody's screaming for help. Great Scott, it's Jimmy. Out in the water. Up! Up! And away! How on earth did he ever get out there? I'm coming, Jimmy! Superman. Who left you out on this sandbar? Look, down there on the water, a giant clam. It's grabbed Mr. Edwards' leg. Stay where you are, Jimmy. Don't move. I'll get him. Good thing the water's clear. But I've got to work fast before Edwards drowns. If I can only get my hands between those shells, I can pry them open. Now. Got him. All right, now. Now to wrench the shells apart and free his foot. Great Scott, these things are powerful. Here it comes. Slowly. A little more. Ah. There. That does it. Now to rush Edwards up to the surface. Oh, you got him. Yes, but he's unconscious. Here, hang on to my arm. I'll get you both to shore. Up. Up. There we are. Now, let's see what we can do. Uh, leg is just bruised. He doesn't seem to have swallowed much water. Rub his wrist, Jimmy. Right. Hard. Hard. That's fine. Ah, he'll be all right in a few minutes. <coughs> Coming to already. Well, I'd better be going. Well, can't you say until Clark Kent comes? There's a crazy man and the sister living on the island. They're trying to kill us. Kent should be here any minute, Jimmy. I saw him coming down the path to the beach. But you haven't forgotten your promise to tell me who you really are, have you? No, I haven't forgotten. Someday soon. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, Superman. Uh, Mr. Edwards. <coughs> Mr. Edwards. Uh, Wake up. Oh. 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 Where am I? I'm on the beach. Superman said you from the giant clam. Oh. What do you mean? He drove into the water and pulled the shells apart. Jimmy. Oh, here comes Mr. Kent. Jimmy. 
Tell me where in heaven's name have you been? What's happened to Edwards? Oh, can't it's been ghastly. You left us in that room down in the tunnel. Never mind that now. How did you get down here on the beach? I'm trying to tell you. Boris overpowered us in the tunnel room, Kent. What? I was too weak to fight him off. He brought us into a secret elevator and took us up to a room in the tower with bars on the window. Oh. How did you get out? Elena brought us a saw and a length of rope. She told us to go down to the beach, take the motorboat, and anchor offshore until you came. She said the dynamo was shut off and that we wouldn't crash in the rocks. But the boat did. Dynamo wasn't shut off at all. We jumped into the water and into a sandbar. While we were standing there resting, a giant clam came and grabbed Mr. Edwards. You see his legs? I I don't know how I got free, Kent. Last thing I knew, I was being dragged underwater. Oh, Superman saved him. He dove right in. It doesn't matter how you escaped. You're here and safe, and that's what counts. Tell me more about that giant clam. I saw three of them. They were as big as I am. Jimmy's not exaggerating. They were tremendous. And you can imagine how powerful it one of them held my legs so tightly that I couldn't pull it free. I have a faint idea those giant clams are somehow connected with a mysterious secret of Dead Man's Island. Mysterious secret? Yes. You mean there is a curse in the island? Oh, no, no, not a curse, but something Boris is trying to hide. I haven't told you that I spoke to Ilana. She came down to the cellar while I was looking over the dynamo. She was about to tell me why Boris is afraid to have anyone come near the island when I heard Jimmy yell and I ran down the tunnel. I wouldn't believe a word she said. Not after the murderous trick he pulled on us. That wasn't a trick. I turned the dynamo off myself and she knew it. Boris must have turned it on again. I believe her. What did she tell you? Trying to remember her last words before I ran down the tunnel. Oh, yes. In the waters around the island, there are... There are what? That's as far as she got. Then I heard you shouting for help, Jimmy. And we still don't know the mysterious secret. It must have something to do with a giant clam. No, it couldn't be. Why would Boris put powerful electromagnets on that reef of rocks to wreck any ship that came near the island? Just because of some clams? It, it doesn't make sense. Maybe it does. Maybe he uses the giant clams for something... And if anyone discovered their existence, it would spoil his little game. What could he use them for? I don't know, Jimmy. But we've got to find out. Unless I'm very far wrong, those giant clams hold the secret of Dead Man's Island. Is Clark Kent right? Are the dangerous hard-shell creatures of the deep somehow connected with whatever Boris is attempting to hide? Don't forget to tune in next time and hear the thrilling, mysterious secret of Dead Man's Island. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Behold Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot, on surprises, and delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Haha! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Now, Superman, valiant, courageous visitor from another world, who has come to us, resolved to dedicate his amazing physical powers to a never-ending battle against crime and oppression, and who, for that purpose, mingles with ordinary men, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. When we last saw Kent, he, young Jimmy Olsen, Daily Planet copy boy, and Carl Edwards, the shipwrecked boat electrician, were on the beach of Dead Man's Island after Edwards had narrowly escaped death between the powerful shells of a giant clam. The electrician, still weak from his horrible experience, is resting on the sand while Kent and Jimmy stand beside him. Listen. It may sound far-fetched, but I'm convinced those giant clams lurking in the deep water around Dead Man's Island have something to do with its mystery. How big were the ones you saw, Jimmy? Oh, gosh, they were bigger than me. I think you're off on the wrong track, Kent. What could the giant clams have to do with all the queer things that have happened on this island? Well, now let's look back and see if we can figure out some connections. This entire adventure started when Jimmy and I picked up a harmless little turtle swimming in the shallow water of Manal Harbor. Yeah, but it wasn't so harmless. It had a message scratched on its top shelf. Right. A message that read, Dead Man's Island, help. Yes, but we know all that, Kent. Why go over it? Well, I just want to get the picture clear in our minds. I'll make it short. Jimmy and I got a boat and came over to the island. The boat was wrecked on the rocks, but we finally got to shore. Now, what did we find on the island? Plenty. Well, we found a huge stone house occupied by a brother and sister, Boris and Ilana, who seemed to be crazy. Yeah, crazy as right. We also found that the reason our boat was wrecked was that powerful electromagnets were hidden in the rocks for the express purpose of wrecking any boat that came near the island. Mm-hmm. And then we found Mr. Edwards chained to the wall in a room in a tunnel under the house. You're a little mixed up, aren't you? You found me before you learned about the electromagnets in the rocks because I told you about them. Well, that's unimportant. The important facts are these. Number one, although Boris may be out of his mind now, he was perfectly sane when he installed that big dynamo on the island and put the electromagnets in the rocks. What makes you think he was sane? Oh, no madman would have gone to that trouble. Obviously, he wanted to keep people off the island because he was hiding something here. Something of great value. And you think it's a giant clam? Mr. Kent, that does sound silly. Well, it may not be so silly, Jimmy. Remember I told you about a conversation I had with Ilana when she was about to tell me why Boris was trying to keep people off the island? Her last words were, in the waters around the island, there are... And she never finished the sentence. And you think if she had finished it, she would have said, there are giant clams. Exactly. Well, then the only thing to do is find Alana and ask her. We can't get off the island anyway without a boat. I'm not going back to that house. I never let those clams get me done. That maniac, you can do as you please. But I'll stay here until a boat picks me up or I die of starvation. No boat can get near the island until we put that dynamo out of commission. At any rate, I think it's wise for you and Jimmy to remain here on the beach. I'll go back to the house through the tunnel. I know where the entrance is. I'd rather go with you, Mr. Kent. No, no, Jimmy, you're safer here. What if Boris comes after us? Yes, the boy's right, Kent. I couldn't protect him very well. Not in my condition, I knew now. You'd better take him with you. I don't mind staying here alone. Well, all right. But I'd suggest that you wait for us at the edge of the woods instead of out here on the beach in full sight. Can you walk, Mr. Edwards? Oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> almost as good as new. Legs just bruised. Here, I'll help you. Take it easy. This place is as good as any. In yeah. case anyone comes down to the beach, you can hide behind that bush there. Yeah. I'll just stretch out here. Yeah, I didn't realize how much that leg really hurts. Yeah. It feels good to get off it. We'll try not to be too long. Come on, Jimmy. All right. Don't take any chances, Jack. We won't. Be back soon. Mr. Kent, 
Do you think those giant clams have something to do with the chicken at Dead Man's Island? I'm sure of it, Jimmy. Will Alana tell you? If I can find it, she will. Only one thing that worries me. What? If Boris found out she helped you and Edwards escape from that tower room, he may have done something to her. You mean killed her? There's that possibility. Ah, here's the entrance to the tunnel. Oh. See how well hidden it is behind these bushes? wasn't for the brook running out, I might not have been able to find it. Gee, it's dark in there. Yes, I haven't any more matches either. We'll have to steal our way. Come on. Yes. Just take it easy, Jimmy. The tunnel winds in and out. Here, wait. Hmm? Hold my hand. Okay. That's it. Where does it lead to? The cellar of the house. You remember we found a secret door in the wall of the cellar? It fell apart when I touched one of the stones. Oh, yeah. Uh, a tunnel makes a turn here. Don't bump into the wall. Huh? Wait. What's the matter? I heard a peculiar sound up ahead. Listen. I hear it too. Like something scratching. Mm. I see my right arm for a flashlight or even some matches. Tell you what, Jimmy. Yeah? You stay here while I go up ahead and investigate. You want me to stay here? Alone? Perfectly safe. Just don't move. Okay. I'd be better off tackling whatever it is without Jimmy around. Seems to be coming from a recess in the wall. Right about here. Well, let's see. Great Scott. Jimmy! Yeah? Can you find your way up here? I think so. Come on. All right. What did you find, Mr. Kent? Here. Let me have your hand. Right. Feel that? What is it? Don't you know? One of those giant clams. Just an empty shell. Mm. Quite a few of them pile up in this recess. What we heard was the turtles crawling around inside the shelves and feeding on the clam meat. That explains what the turtles are doing in this tunnel. What are the clam shells doing here? Well, they couldn't have walked in. Someone brought them. All of which proves my point. The giant clams have something to do with the secret of this island. Come on, Jimmy. I have an idea we're pretty close to a solution of this mystery. There's a line up ahead, Mr. Kent. Yeah, probably coming from the room where Edwards was chained to the wall. The chain when that secret arrow over there. The one Boris used to take us up to that room in the tower. Let's not waste any time, Jimmy. We can't use it anyway. You've got to be quiet. Huh? I can hear the dynamo. We're not far from the cellar. This time I'll turn it off so it won't be turned on again. Let me take the oil lamp from the tunnel room so we can see where we're going. No, we're better off in the dark. You're not afraid of anything, are you, Mr. Kent? Well, I wouldn't exactly say that. I suppose I am afraid of something. Be careful here. Hmm? This is where the tunnel leads to the cellar. Hmm. Don't step on the rock. Okay? Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. Now, the first thing to do is pull this switch. Now, I think if I rip these wires out, it'll do the trick. What hmm? happened? Short circuit of the dynamo. Smell that burnt rubber? Mm-hmm. It'll be a long time before that runs again. All right, come on. Up the steps now, but quietly. Mr. Kent, don't go up suspicious when he doesn't hear the dynamo running. Yes, that's why we've got to move fast. Here's the door. Somebody in the kitchen. Come on, stick close to me. You bet I will. This hall leads into that big front room with a high ceiling. Good thing I remember the layout of this place. Nobody out here either. Oh, and Elana, if she's still alive, must be on the second floor. Stairway's over to our right. Don't make any noise. Look! Look over there on the phone! Now quiet him for good! Wait. Someone's coming down the floor. 
Quick, Jimmy. Cut down behind this sofa. Boy. Look. I've got a gun. Someone else is coming. Boy, what has happened? It's Alana. Someone strange in this room. Waldo is screaming. Open his cage. I tell you, Boris, there is no one but ourselves in the house. Open the cage. There is someone here. Baldo will find them. All right, Boris. It's against the lock. He's flying right over. You. Behind the couch. Put that gun up, Boris. You're flirting with death. Oh, it is you. <laughs> now I will be sure you will not leave the island. No, Boris, no. With my own eyes, I will see you die. You're making a mistake, Boris. First you and then the boy. One bullet for each. Oh. Jimmy, stand behind me. That will not help him. I will count three to give you a chance to say your prayer. Fire, dear Lena. One. Two. Let go of me, you fool. You can't be fighting with him. You can't. No. He got the bullet. Right through the heart. Boris is dead. May he rest in peace. You were very brave, Ilana. To risk your life for us. Please. It must all be forgotten. It is behind us. Now, come with me. You have been wondering why my brother did not want people to come to the island? Well, I will show you. You see this steel cabinet in the wall? Yes. I will open it. Great Scott. Full of huge pearls. Look at them. They are what Boris was hiding. He got them from the big clams that live in the water around the island. You see, Jimmy? My hunch was right. The clams did have something to do with the mystery of Dead Man's Island. You're not going to leave the pearls here, are you? Yes, Jimmy. I want no part of them. They have caused enough sadness, enough grief. Let them remain here forever. Hey, we forgot all about Edwards down there on the beach. He must be wondering what happened to us. Come on, Jimmy. Let's tell him the secret. You will take me with you? Of course. Once we figure out a way to get off the island... What is a sailboat... I think it will hold us all. Good. First, we must give your brother a decent burial. I'll go down and get Edwards. Be back in a minute. You wait right here for him. Wave goodbye to Ilana and Edwards, Jimmy. Huh? You know, they're taking the next boat to Bermuda. Oh. It'll be a long time before we see Manawa Harbor again. But that cable that was waiting here for us from Editor White sounded urgent. Well, what did it say? Return at once. Big story breaking. Need you. I wonder what the big story is. <laughs> well, we'll find that out soon enough. Come on below and unpack our things. What is the big story Editor White cabled about? Will it catch up with Jimmy and Kent before they reach the Daily Planet office? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the adventures of Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, mighty champion of the weak and the oppressed, who has appeared on Earth from the destroyed planet Krypton with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and who walks about among other men disguised as mild Clark Kent, reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. As our story opens today... Kent and young Jimmy Olsen, Daily Planet copy boy, are returning home from their amazing adventures in the Caribbean Sea. Summoned back by Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, they're traveling north in the luxury of a compartment aboard the Thunderbolt, crack streamliner of the Atlantic Railroad. Clark Kent eagerly turns the pages of a late newspaper while Jimmy looks out the window. Neither one has a thought of danger. But even as the gleaming flyer slows down for a station, a voice from the past, unheard for months, Travels over a secret wavelength. Listen. Yes, we are calling YM. This is YM. What have you to report? Everything is in readiness. You have arranged for the automobile to be met? I am. Where is the transfer to be made? Have you discovered that? Yes. When the train reaches a small station known as... Never mind that. All I want to know is that everything has been done to ensure success. There must be no failure. We won't fail. Very well. When everything is finished, you will report back to me in the usual way. Do you understand? I understand. That is all. Business is booming in the big town, Jimmy. Three murders and a jewel robbery. Oh, here. You want to see the comic page? Hmm? Oh, no, thank you, Oh? Well, what about the baseball scores? Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> You're a red-hot fan, aren't you? <laughs> now, what's so interesting in the scenery? Where are we, anyway? Oh, we just left a little place called Digbyville. Oh? Gee, Willikers. Hmm? What's the matter? Look, Mr. Kent. See that highway that runs right alongside the tracks? Yes. Wait, oh, you see those two cars? They're racing. Uh. Say, they are traveling fast. Yeah, faster than the train. They've gone right ahead of us. Oh, well, that, that's just because we just pulled out of the station. Where do we pick up speed? Oh, uh, now they've gone. Can't see them anymore. What's that you were saying about a robbery? Uh, oh, uh, right here on the front page. Say nothing of the murders. Well, have we caught up with those speeding cars yet? Nope, well, not yet. Can't see anything. What was that? It sounded like a scream. Yeah, a glass breaking somewhere in this car. Come on, Jimmy. Remember, we're newspaper man. Right. There's a story in this. We don't want to miss it. I told you it was in this car. Look in the next compartment. Look at that window, Mr. Kennedy. He's all smashed to bits. What happened? What's going on? Uh, uh, she threw a rock through the window. Uh, through the window. Oh, no, no, it didn't. It's all right, miss. Just take it easy. What was it? Did it hit you? Well, I was sitting right here reading my magazine. And all of a sudden, something crashed through that window. Call the conductor. No, no, don't, don't do that. Nobody's hurt. I'm so frightened. I, 
Jimmy, uh, see if you can find what it was, eh? Uh, if it came through the window, it must be in this car. Yeah, uh, look under the seat. Uh, chances are it was a rock uh, tossed by some kid. Uh, you find anything, Jimmy? No, Mr. Kent. Here, I'll help you. All right. Oh, hey! Sorry, Jimmy, I didn't mean to bump you. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Kent. Right, go ahead, you keep on looking. Please, have you found anything? What was it? Don't you worry, miss. Just be glad it didn't hurt you, whatever it was. Well, who are you? How did you get in here so fast? Why, uh, we're in the next compartment, the one next to yours. Uh, the boy and I, we, we heard you scream. I couldn't help it. And then we heard the crash of glass. Well, since I'm a newspaper reporter, <laughs> I came running. Now, look, let me get you some water, will you? No, no, thank you very much. I, I'm all right. Uh, the conductor will be along pretty quick, lady. <laughs> Everything will be all right, I'm sure. Uh, oh. I'm all right, I tell you. I'm so sorry to cause all this trouble. Oh, Shelf Street, that's all right. Uh, don't wonder it scared you. Maybe you'd better leave the door open can't now. Can't you find the rock, Jimmy? Come here, Mr. Kent. I can't find a thing. No? If it was, it came from that window. It's, it's just panic. There's no rock? No stone? No. Maybe there was, but it isn't here now. Uh, maybe it's out in the corridor. Uh, miss, was the door open when the window broke, or don't you recall? Well, yes. No. No, it wasn't open up. I don't remember. Yes, it must have been open. Or we wouldn't have heard things so plainly. But it's always open, all right, young lady. Yes, you're so mixed up you don't remember. You just walked in from down the car. I was uh, behind you. Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. I, I just sat down in my magazine. Well, then maybe the stone rolled out in the corridor. Nothing out there, Mr. Kent. No? I looked all over. I tell you, if anything did come in, it just vanished. Well, how can that be? Where could it go? Well, never mind, miss. It is a little queer, but it doesn't matter much. But it does matter. It matters a great deal. I tell you, it does. Uh, here, here, here comes the conductor. Uh, come on, boys. Maybe we'd better get out of here and leave the little lady alone. Yes, yes, he's right. Come on, Jimmy. Let's go back where we belong. Gee, Mr. Kent, aren't you going to stay and see the conductor? Maybe there's a story. Oh, there's no story here, Jimmy. Let's go, huh? Okay, Mr. Kent. It seems to me, even if there's a chance of a story, we ought to stay around and find no, out. stop. I want to get back to our own compartment quickly. Huh? Hurry. Here we are. Close the door. Right. Well, there are one or two other angles that might make this a story, Jimmy. Even though our lady friend in the next compartment wasn't hit on the head. What do you mean? Well, for one thing, think back. Which came first, as you recall it? The crash of glass or the scream? Glass, of course. Oh? Are you sure? Nobody, Mr. Kent. It must have come first. Why would she scream before she was frightened? Especially if she was reading a magazine. Yes, that's just the point. Why did she scream first? Did she? Absolutely. She screamed, and then the window crashed. But what made her scream? Yes, exactly. What did? If you ask me, she wasn't reading her magazine at all, Jimmy. She was looking out the window, and she screamed because of something she saw. What? Yes, and if you ask me, it wasn't a boy getting ready to throw a rock. Whatever it was, she knew what it meant. It was something terrible, a shock. And it tore a scream from her throat before she could check herself. But if that's so, why didn't she tell us that? Why did she say she was reading a magazine? Yes, that's the mystery, Jimmy. Why did she lie? What is she holding back? Yes, and that brings us to the next item. I think it's high time we had a look at the missile. The what? The missile, Jimmy. In other words, the object that came through the window. Oh. See here? Golly, Mr. Kent. You had it all along. Sure. What do you think I bumped you for? I had it, Jimmy. And I kept it because the minute I laid eyes on it, I knew it might be interesting. Now, let's have a look, huh? It's a cloth package. Package and a heavy package, like a bag of marbles. Careful now. I'm going to dump it out on the table. He whisked. Great Caesar's ghost. Precious stones, jewels worth a fortune. Jimmy, do you see that thing? That's a black diamond. Mr. Kent, what? Golly, where did it come from? Whose is it? Hmm. 
Uh, uh, where's that newspaper, Jimmy? Didn't I say something about a big jewel robbery? Where is that? Oh, yes, yes. Here it is. Great Scott. Five million dollars worth of unmounted gems stolen from the foreign pavilion at the National Exposition. Are these the gems? Jimmy, they must be the same ones. Crown jewels from one of the most famous collections in the world. Worth five million dollars. Oh, that's a lot of money. Oh. I'll put them back in the bag. Okay. Carefully now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And hide the bag. Men commit murder for jewels like that, Jimmy. They may have done it to get them. They'll certainly do it to get them back. Well, Mr. Kent. Hmm? What is it, Jimmy? I just happened to think. Those cars. The ones I saw racing along the road. Yes? Well, what about them? Maybe that was them. Maybe one of them had the jewels and the other was chasing them. What? Remember? It was just after they got ahead of us that we heard the window break. I'd forgotten, Jimmy. I believe you're right. I'm going out to have a look along the train. Uh, you hold on to the jewels and don't stir out of this compartment. What are you going to do, Mr. Kent? Oh, just look around. Maybe question that girl. You stay right here, Jimmy. Don't you move until I get back. And hide that bag. Mr. Kent, don't be too long. Don't worry. You'll be all right. Boy's right. Those speeding cars did have something to do with this. I'd better look into it. And to do that, Clark Kent gives way to Superman. I'll fly back along the tracks and see what happened on the highway. Now, out this door. No one's looking. Good. Out we go. And up. Up. And away. From the past, the most dangerous of all international criminals appears again with the crown jewels of a world-famous empire as his prize. What will happen aboard the train? Who is the mysterious girl? What will Superman find as he soars above the railway line back along the way they have come? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Superman! <laughs>
It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. Strange visitor from the planet Krypton who has come to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and oppression disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Returning from an adventure in the Caribbean Sea, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen found themselves head over heels in mystery. Five million dollars worth of stolen crown jewels were hurled through the window of the compartment adjoining theirs on the Atlantic Railroad's cracked Thunderbolt Express, almost hitting a young girl, sole occupant of the compartment. Recalling the two cars had been speeding along the highway near the railroad tracks, Kent, as Superman, left the train and flew back to see whether there was any connection between the cars and the jewels, leaving Jimmy alone in their compartment with the fabulous gems. But unknown to either of them, the yellow mask, after the five million dollar treasure has boarded the train and is at this very moment questioning the young girl pretending to be a railroad detective. Listen. Please go on, miss. You were saying... I can't think. You're frightening me. Why do you look at me like that? Do I? I don't mean to. You stare as if... Well, as if you would look right through me. As if you thought I was lying. Aren't you? Aren't you lying? Answer me. Please go away. You're upsetting me. If you don't leave at once, I'll call the conductor. I beg your pardon, miss. You see, uh, we railroad detectives have to examine every possible clue. So you are not lying. Of course not. I don't know what you mean. Let me go on. When this, this thing came through the window, had you been looking out... Admiring the scenery? No, I was reading. Reading a magazine. You saw nothing out the window? I tell you, I was reading. You saw nothing? Nothing. And then the crash. It must have been very terrifying. It was, believe me. Very well. Go on. What next? What happened? I don't remember. I screamed and people came running. Ah, yes, of course. People came running. And what did they find? I don't understand you. What did they find? Oh, a broken window. Glass all over the compartment. No, no, no. The object. The thing that broke the window. What was it? I don't know. Come now. Something must have shattered the glass. I tell you, I don't know. I want the truth, miss. There is no reason to hide anything. This is no fault of yours. I'm not hiding anything. We searched. Everybody searched. But there was nothing. Nothing at all. That's not possible. What do you think broke the window? How should I know? After the crash, who came running? People in the car. A boy and a young man from a newspaper. What? A reporter? Yes. What was he doing here? I don't know. Traveling, perhaps. The boy was with him. What's that? A newspaper reporter and a boy? How big a boy? Oh, just a boy. Possibly 12 or 13. And this reporter, this... What did he look like? Do you expect me to remember that? I was excited, almost hysterical. Of course, naturally. But please try to remember. Was he very tall, broad-shouldered? All I remember is that he wore glasses. Glasses, yes. This, this reporter, what did he do? Oh, he was very kind. He looked all over for whatever came through the window. He and the boy both. On the floor, under the couch, even out in the corridor. Excellent, miss. And then what? They didn't find a thing. They looked carefully, both of them? Yes, everywhere. Very interesting. So whatever it was that broke your window simply 
vanished. Is that what you tell me? Yes. Thank you, miss. I'm very much obliged to you. I mean, the railroad is obliged. Is that all? That is all. I shall now go and question the other passengers. For example, the man and the boy. Did you happen to notice which compartment they were in? Yes, the one right next to mine. Thank you, miss. I'm sorry to have troubled you. That's quite all right. Paul. Yeah, I'm here. Have you looked over the rest of the car? Yeah. The compartment with the man and the boy. Have you found that? A boy, yeah. In the next compartment, but there's no man. The boy's in there alone. Alone? Is he? The man's gone? There's no man with him. Excellent, Paul. For the moment, we're in luck. Now, look. Yeah. Go through the train. Examine every face. You remember that once before, we encountered a news reporter named Clark Kent. Yeah, I remember. Go and look while I wait here in the vestibule. See if he's aboard. All right. And if he is, what then? Shadow him. Don't let him out of your sight. I believe I shall go in that compartment and have a talk with the boy. If he is alone, so much the better. Now go. Hurry. that highway a hundred miles in each direction. If those cars were mixed up in this jewel business, they've gone now. Oh, wait a minute. What's that? Looks like a fire on a back road. It is a fire. A burning car. There's been an accident. Have to look into this. Hello. Hello, anybody here? Anybody hurt? Help. Help. I'm coming. What's the matter? Quick. They got me. They got me all right. I fooled them anyway. Quick, man, tell me where you're hurt. What happened? The jewels. How'd they get the jewels? They didn't. The jewels? We was fighting. They stopped me on the road. Then the train came by. She was supposed to meet me on the back platform. She didn't. She? Who is she? I knew which car she was in. I kept trying to off till the train caught up with us. Listen, man, what are you talking about? I fooled them. I slammed it right through the window. Even if they got me for it. Who? Who was it? They chased me. I thought I'd make the station before the train came in. That's what I was supposed to do, but they held me up. You tell her. That's what made me hide. Done the best I could. Look, listen to me. Who are you talking about? Who held you up? Who shot you? Quick. It was after the jewels, too, but I beat him to it. The yellow mask. Sure got left this time. What? Who did you say? The yellow mask? Is he back of this? The yellow mask. Funny smart. Well, he meets her. Yellow mask after the jewels. And Jimmy alone back there on the train. Got to get back before something happens. I can't leave this poor chap. Wait. What's that? It's a police siren. They've seen the fire. They'll take care of him. And I can't have them finding me here. Not now. Up! Up! That girl. I knew she was mixed up in this. But the yellow mask. Ten to one, he's on the train right now. Wait a minute. Jimmy's all by himself in that compartment. He's got to get back. Heaven only knows what's happening. Seconds may count. Faster, faster.
Mr. and Paul, back so soon. What have you found? Nothing. He ain't anywhere around. Don't be a fool. The train hasn't stopped since I got on. He must be on board. I say no. I said the whole train. Him. You missed him, I say. Never mind. Wait. I wonder if he's back in the compartment. Maybe. Are you sure he didn't pass you in the vestibule, boss? Nobody came this way. But it's well to make sure. Come along. Carefully, Paul. Do you hear anyone talking inside? No. I don't hear a thing. Wait a minute. Yes, I do, too. Is it Kent? Is the boy talking to Kent? Wait. No. I don't think it's Kent. That's the porter. The kid's telling him what he wants for supper. I'd prefer to find him alone, but I can't wait. Either the boy or Kent may have picked up the jewels. And if they did, they're hidden in that compartment... And the boy will know where. Well, I do was. He'll wait in the corridor or in the vestibule. If the man I described to you, the one I think may be Kent, if he does come back, keep him away. Keep him away, boss? How? My dear Paul, however you think best. Believe me, I shall ask no questions. Okay. But what if the kid won't talk? What if he puts up a holler? He'll talk, Paul. I'll promise you that. And he won't yell, not even once. That is also a promise. Now then, keep your eyes open. And if Kent comes back... Okay, boss. If he does, I know what to do. Very well. Now, quiet. Is the door unlocked? Must be. Water just went in. Quiet. And some roast beef and french fried potatoes and a big glass of milk. Yes, yes. Is that you, Mr. Kent? Oh. Who are you? I am the uh, railroad detective, sir. Oh, that was Mr. Kent coming back. What do you want? So, you thought it was Mr. Kent. Mr. Clark Kent of the Daily Planet, eh? Stay right where you are, Potter. Don't move. Yes, sir, boy. What's your name, son? Jimmy Olsen. What do you want? Where are the jewels? What? Don't play with me, boy, and don't cry out. Don't make a sound. Where are the jewels? Why should I tell you? Who are you? So, then they are here. And as for who I am, I will tell you. The yellow mask. Oh. Jimmy and the terrified porter alone in the compartment with the yellow mask, while Paul waits outside to forestall any possible assistance. Ken Clark Kent in the person of Superman, winging his way back along the miles of steel... Return in time, and what of the mysterious young girl? Don't miss the next exciting chapter. Tune in again and follow the story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!